0: Hey everyone, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Nerds in the City A Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews And events happening in and around, well eventually happening in and around Central Florida And as always, this is your host Tony with my boy Nico Damas Hada ho <laughs> Hey cool cats <laughs> <laughs> Hey cool cats and kittens, kittens. <laughs> oh, God. oh man, how's you been bro?
1: I've been amazing
0: We've been uh, catching up on old news, new news, and everything in between, which was, I know we had a conversation, and I wanted to mention again, was it's weird that not a lot of new movies are being released on VOD.
1: See, and that's the part that I was, yeah, because I I find that so bizarre, because it's like, okay, fine, you're not releasing movie theater movies, I get that, Yeah. but it's weird that you're not, because, I mean, there's always been that secondary market, right? You know, we used to call it straight to DVD or straight to the VHS or straight whatever. But and it's always been there. So I'm just weird that I don't really see it. Like, aside from the one uh, that one movie with um, Thor, um, Chris Hemsworth, that came out a couple of weeks ago.
0: Uh, extraction?
1: Yeah, there hasn't been too many movies right now. Like, yeah, a lot of the... That are it, VOD or...
0: Well, there's a lot of movies I know that are coming out that were... Um, on theaters for a very short time before they got before all the theaters closed down. Like uh, for Netflix, they're getting what is it? Unless not was it. The Perfect Marriage or Perfect Love with the the, the guy from uh, that show that we watched, uh-huh. uh, Silicon Valley. The guy that played Ganesh in Silicon yeah. Valley and and the other girl that played in Slim and Queen. Yeah, that comedy is coming out like next week. Oh, that's uh,
1: it's going kind of straight to Netflix, right?
0: Yeah, straight to Netflix. So yeah, so it's 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 with that. I just find that
1: what I think it is is like I feel like movie like movie companies like they swear they're like they're gonna make way more money if they just release it in a theater. Um, but I feel like at this point they should have they've already read the market because trolls. Like I said, we brought it up before. It's it's changed the game. It's proven that people can make money especially right now in this climate. Yeah. So but why this, not
0: I don't think this climate is going to last for It'll last for a long time. It might but not,
1: but why not? Why why wait for a movie theater movie to come out because like one if you're going to wait for that, it's going to be saturated, which means like okay, so okay, look, Quiet Place, great movie, but then Quiet Place is going to come out at the same time as uh you know whatever Black Widow. Yeah. And you're like, "Okay, so that's that's the choice you have to make." Black yeah, Widow so, or so it's like why well,
0: Black why Widow is going to come on straight to Disney Plus. So it's not even come on theater. They're not going to come on theater? I it's thought they show. were. I thought it was a, TV, a movie. Yeah, no, I think I th- it, it was a straight to, to. No,
1: Black Widow. Black Widow is supposed to be in the theater.
0: Black Widow, I thought it was Disney no, Plus dude. only exclusive. Mm-hmm. No. But with that going, with that um, getting to that, uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, AMC stock. I think spiked fifty six percent up.
1: Well that's there's a reason for that one. Well, yeah,
0: well there there's talks or discussion. I don't know if it's a lead to a deal or something that's finalized that Amazon uh might acquire and buy them up because there have been talks of a bankruptcy uh, filing for bankruptcy for um uh, for AMC. So what's good about that or what what it's like a it's a twofer for um Amazon because a lot of uh, big streaming companies are giants like Netflix, Amazon. Uh, those are the two biggest is that a lot of their movies that they do that go to streaming, they don't get like we discussed before. They don't get picked up mm. uh, any awards or get nominated for any awards because of that. So mm. one thing that Amazon did because they knew they had a goldman in their hand was like La La Land and Manchester in the Sea. Mm. They let it release in theaters to give it enough time because there's like a three month before they could pick it up before a streaming service could pick it up I have a a licensing deal it has been has to be in theaters for three months before it picks up a licensing deal Mm -hmm. so with this if they buy them out they could literally have a movie go be in theaters and as simultaneously be on VOD just so they have the ability to be nominated for movies
1: now the question is I just thought about this do you think they're also gonna also be a little petty and not allow any other streaming network uh, movie release to be released in the universal in mm-hmm. the AMC theater? No, I don't like think. okay Netflix, you cannot release your like your you know Irishman or any of your movies I think on, they, on, they, in any of the AMC theaters.
0: I think they would be maybe petty and not do not do um like deals with Netflix to release uh but i don't think they're going to stop them from picking up all the other production companies because you could easily be like okay you could we'll um we'll do a deal that will show your moves in our theaters mm. but after the three month like window is up we want some type of immediate rights to stream it on amazon before it could hit netflix or any other streaming service you
1: want to hear something really funny because if Remember one streaming service that exists that's funny, is Disney. Yeah. Right. So, can you imagine if Amazon does that? Right. They buy it out and they'd be like, they just refuse to release any any Disney movies, any of the, would not be. I mean, think about it. Because
0: I don't. That would be the biggest mistake ever. Why? Because Disney brings so much money. No, they bring so
1: much money to but,
0: theaters, though, but to themselves, but into the theaters itself.
1: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So that'd be limited to just Regal, which means that. Um, most people, like, they can still, Amazon can still pick up in the sense, like, they basically cut the movie theater marketing, whatever, to, like, in half. Yeah. So it's like, they basically, the Amazon did it so they can hurt Disney. Yeah. But wow, that's a crazy strategy. I'm just thinking about, like, like oh, I don't I, think. Not hurt them, and the, obviously, they, they it's going to be hard to hurt them. But oh, you heard them in the to. sense of, like, well I'm not, they, can, they can make their movies through the streaming network, not through the movie theaters. Yeah. And this would be I, the best I, way to stop them.
0: Yeah, but I think it 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 would go against them to not do it because they could still, Amazon still has a few Disney movies, well, "quote unquote" Disney movies, because mm-hmm. it's they have a, a few of the Marvel movies that are still available for them to stream. So it's not it it will hurt them more to hold to to deny. Disney that they would deny Netflix.
1: I think it was just. I think the only reason I thought because about it was because it was, Disney
0: movies are more acclaimed than Netflix movies. Uh, other well, than that, that, less than a handful that they released.
1: Well, the reason I thought it was interesting, I, I just thought it would be funny because obviously the the theater that exists in Pleasure Island, which is Disney property, so basically Disney's the movie theater that exists in Disney is itself AMC. is AMC. Yeah. So it'd be ironically be like, no, nope, we're not going to let you release any of your movies through our. Through this, through the MC,
0: and Disney will be like, okay, we'll just re- revamp that whole theater. No, of inside. course it would
1: have to. It'd just be funny. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's been such a long, like a long standing es- establishment there.
0: Yeah, but I think they would, uh, they would have to. Mm. They would open their doors to Disney, maybe a few Netflix, depending if they have a, a licensing deal with it attached to it. But yeah, it's 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 crazy to see that that. I'm it's one of the possibly because we've been talking for the last since this uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, quarantine has been in place, a lot of the things that we discussed recently mm-hmm. was like, the th- what is the theater? What's the... what's the, the future of theater. What's the stat- What's
1: going to be the status of movie theaters in the future? Yeah. yeah, and, the, yeah and, and, and they could be doing this to perpetuate that status into just being straight to DVD, or straight to VOD. Yeah. Because obviously... They'll, they'll
0: probably open it because they want the awards because if, if movies get awards, then directors are being hired for those types of movies or writers are getting so that'll bring more jobs mm. and more movies to watch. So they're gonna want that because then that means more money's coming to them to produce more movies, which in turn gives them more money back. So it wasn't gonna hurt them and I and I think that's why but I I don't know if we mentioned it last week, mm. was that the Oscars oh we did mention it that the Oscars are potentially opening up a uh, a category that's non theatrical movie awards.
1: But at the same time, that's kind of like...
0: Then that opens the floodgates for everybody. No,
1: but here's the problem I have with that. It seems like, okay... How do I put this? Okay, so like, like, okay, fine, you have the best movie of the year or the the most dramatic, the most whatever, right? So instead of allowing a movie that went through streaming network to stand, you know, head-to-head with those movies, you're going to give it its own category, basically saying... Oh well, no, no, here's your little participation trophy.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And
1: that's basically what it feels like. It's like, no, you're not allowing me to compete with my own, with people at my own, that movies at my own level because the we don't follow your traditional movie release pattern. So because yeah. you know that we're getting so popular that we're starting to take over the business, instead of putting us, allowing us to compete with them, you're being petty and giving us basically what equates to a participation medal.
0: Yeah, literally. Yeah, you, just, <laughs> you hit the nail yeah. on the head on that one.
1: It's like that's, so that's what I'm saying yeah. is like they can see it as a olive branch but I see it as a as being petty.
0: Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. As like
1: patting them on the head like, "Yeah, good. Good job." Yeah. Good job. Good job. <laughs> good job. No, we'll see. We'll yeah. see what Amazon's plan is. I mean, they could just be trying to grow their expand their business. I mean, maybe now that if you have a Prime account, you can go to a- any AMC theater. Yeah, like you automatically might sign up for the. They
0: have like a. Uh, the, I think it's gonna be like an upgrade package to your Amazon Prime account.
1: You think an extra amount?
0: Yeah, probably you think so
1: because I mean, right now, what aside from the music, the music is the only part that's separate. You have to pay separately. Yeah. What are the part? What are the services through Amazon Prime that you have to pay separately?
0: Nothing really.
1: That's the like, I get movies. I but get. No, I think. I now, get certain music, certain yeah, audiobooks. But
0: then this is gonna be a, an additional overhead because now they have to maintain a brick and mortar movie theater if they want to keep that functionality. Oh, maybe
1: fun. they're buying it to just close it out completely. Just be like, you know, eh, we we'll just close it.
0: No, because if it, that just eliminates a lot of more problem, a lot of more issues, that will just you create so? more issues. If if their intentions are to have move, because if previously they had they had the ability to release like La La Land, like I mentioned earlier, mm. to straight to VOD, it wouldn't it would get the recognition it did. And possibly, well, it wouldn't get any monetary gain because it's part of their VOD library. But they won't get the accolades as like all the awards that they won because it didn't have a theatrical release. So, like I said, so opening that is just going to give them the opportunity to produce high quality movies that they're able to. But distribute. they already produce
1: high quality movies. Yeah, though.
0: but yeah, the movies that they do on their Prime are are eligible for other. Uh, awards in their field of streaming, but not the grand ones like the Oscars.
1: Exactly, but what I I guess what I'm saying is, so it's either, and this is the thing is, this goes back to the person whoever decides to do this thing, whatever, right? So either he's doing it so that he can he can basically, uh, play that rule, play by their rule, and and go through that system so that way he can his movies can get the accolade they deserve, or he decides, let me buy this up so I can burn it up and basically... Disrupt the whole the process. Yeah, either he's trying to play by the rules or, or play by the, the the constructs of the system, or he's trying to destroy it.
0: Yeah, throw, throw a wrench Which, either system. way,
1: he still wins.
0: Yeah, pretty much. He does. Because if, <laughs> if he disrupts the whole system, then... They're going to have to adapt. Re-
1: In order to be relevant, they have to adapt.
0: Adapt to everything, or... He follows our rules, but then he has the advantage that now it's twice as much viewership that he's getting more eyes on it. Because now you can either go to the theaters or you can watch it at home, regardless of the fact. Because it's in theaters, it'll be eligible for an award. We'll see. Yeah. It's in, but, it's
1: in, either way, it's yeah, an interesting strategy.
0: No, it is. It is. So now we have some Disney news.
1: What's up? What you got?
0: Uh, they confirmed that Mulan is still going to be released in July. So, the only reason... And I know they announced Disney World. I don't know about Disneyland, but I know Disney World. I think they announced it here in Florida that they are having a well, opening on the first week of July. That their
1: reservations are... They, they haven't said anything officially, but their reservations are... Limited. Starting July.
0: Yeah. so like having, You can
1: only book a reservation now starting July.
0: So, yeah. So, technically, they'll be having guests or... Uh, Tourist or uh, from what I said, they're not.
1: They're trying not to. uh, From what I was talking to somebody, I don't know if it's true. I
0: know they said they were doing. They're
1: not trying to allow people from other countries like to be coming in like
0: that. Not in other countries, but be like people from. They're trying to keep it local so far. Out of state. Local openings, yeah. Yeah. So I know that they have a quote unquote possible uh, mandatory mask you have to wear. And Mm. I think they're doing temperature checks. They haven't confirmed it. I know I've read it. But going back to that is that it's weird that they're going to let Mulan uh, come through in July. I think they should have held it a little bit longer. Well, in, their, in Mulan their is a
1: very specific movie in the sense of, okay, because...
0: it got, other, other movies, it got, it got I, released I, in China. Uh, did it get at, released? It, yeah.
1: You didn't it, know? No, I didn't know China was like out and about yet.
0: No, no, no. So it got released in China. Uh-huh. Uh, Probably A month Before this Pandemic exploded, exploded Okay And it did so horribly bad Because wow. nobody was going To the movies to,
1: to Because it was It started
0: It started So a lot of people Were A lot of regions Had like Stay at home Orders mm-hmm. Or people were not going out That it hurt the movie That bad That they had to stop it From coming To being released In the US So they wanted to Wait for it to Pass through And then come out and released so it's crazy that they're they're releasing it now i think it might be a little bit too soon i think they should have gone for like september release because mm-hmm. at least a lot more people will be more comfortable being out in public and then if it's in theaters to be so close proximity to
1: i just feel like this particular movie and again it has nothing to do with um the you know the cultural aspect of it but i think because of the actors and the way set and i think because China has had a huge influence for this particular movie. Because um, I remember there was something that the, the actress had said previously that um, caused a lot of grief over there. So uh, and basically they have a lot of influence in this movie. So I would imagine that they they would not release it even here unless they could fully release it out there.
0: Yeah. So, so that's, think- why
1: I'm, that's why I'm curious about it. I'm like, I, it's one thing. Whatever we do here is one thing. But I feel like for that particular movie, that they would not be able to release it until and they know they cult, can release it over there. In their
0: own area, in their, uh, yeah, their own area. Well, there, it's not but, necessarily
1: just own area. It's just,
0: no, no, but where they has a
1: huge influence. That, that, that movie has a... China has a huge influence in that movie, so they're basically... I guarantee they're expecting to make um a good portion of their money, money that from, movie there, yeah. from so, that movie uh, from that country. And if they're not showing
0: it over there, it's, it's Yeah, easier. that's what I'm saying.
1: If they're not showing it, their ability to show it. And you know what's funny? That's an interesting... I just never realized it before that maybe that's why. Because I was wondering, why are all the movies pushed back so far back? And I'm not saying, because I mean, yeah. I'm the first person to be like, yeah, we should keep the quarantine going as long as we can to be safe. But even before we know what's going on like today, they were already announcing that stuff was going to be pushed back to like next year or something, right?
0: Yeah. I, I, like, towards oh, the oh, end of
1: the year. Disney movies are like that. So I wonder, if it's because is it because of us or because of other countries?
0: I think it's it, depending on what the um company or what their uh-huh. their role is yeah. probably for for movie companies that that um want to keep their make many of their movies yeah they need to look look at it globally yeah um but other companies that do something smaller locally regionally nationally it changes uh-huh. but for them they they need a, they would have to strategically understand like if we release it in this country but they're they're very strict on people going out, stepping out. So, is how how long or what's our window of being able to open it for people to go and make money, or for them to see it and, and make money from it, or people to enjoy the movie in itself. So it's it's weird that it came out. To, I thought it would have been later. I didn't think it was gonna be so soon from people accepting reservations for July. Well, no, yeah,
1: that they would release this particular movie because I. I mean, there was there's so many other Disney, not necessarily Disney direct movies like Mulan is, but like Disney uh, co-owned movies like um, uh, Black Widow or any of the Marvel movies or anything like that.
0: Yeah, but I think they they push them all they push them all a year, but they would they, that's the thing they would have to release it in the order of how the movies are supposed to come yeah. out because like a movie that was intended for November can come out before a movie that was intended for July.
1: Of course, but they they, they, they shifted the whole like calendar, just, yeah. Over and but the that's a, that's what I heard was the worst part about uh, Marvel, which is the genius of Marvel to be to have such a, uh this interwoven story in all the movies, if, and TV shows is that they can't release any of it.
0: Yeah, because everything's chronological. Everything's in chronological order that they need to have released in a certain time, certain date, so it the story still is uh, continue. Uh, with that going into Marvel and. And uh, Disney is Mm. uh, Taika Waititi got confirmed for a new Star Wars movie.
1: See, when I heard that news, I found that uh, this is okay. I'm excited, but I'm excited because I feel like the one thing that I think the Star Wars, and maybe this is me. I just feel like the Star Wars needs a new voice. Yeah. And I mean, trust me, we've loved the old voice. We've loved the voice that we've heard since we were kids whatever, right? And a lot of other directors I felt like always try to kind of reciprocate that voice, maybe throw in their own little thing into it. Yeah. But it's always I, I, been I feel
0: like they had their own voice, but I still stay with the essence of what it's Yeah, it's like
1: thirty percent new, uh, the thirty percent new, seventy percent nostalgia. Yeah. So I think with this director, this particular director, it I think the nostalgia part is gonna be like super low, which is great. Um, I'm just wondering if we're ready for it.
0: I think we are. Because so? he has he has a fresh look on everything. No, like, of course he does. Like, and he has, it's, he it's has, entertaining. He but. has uh one of the one of the shows that we like a lot is uh what we do in the shadows. Oh, I love that show. The movie was amazing. <laughs> the show's even even as good as the movie. Then there's like JoJo Rabbit was really good. Mm. Um excuse me, Thor, Ragnarok. Yeah. That was entertaining. And I think he's gonna have and I've noticed that he has a subtle humor to everything he touches. There's like a subtle touch of humor that he has. Like a it's weird, uh it's almost like uncomfortableness a little bit. Just a tiny dash of it. Mm-hmm. And his movies are like mostly in into the shadows with, with one of the characters. That it's just uncomfortable when he walks in to just treat him like crap.
1: Well like the the perfect way to to view his type of comedy in his movies is um uh was it what's his name the rock monster from uh, Ragnarok cuz that's who we was it was it Korg
0: Korg Korg Korg
1: Korg Well Korg obviously was voiced by Taika Waititi Yeah but his type of humor I think is what resonates throughout the movie which is that type of like kind of like oblivious like you're saying things that like it doesn't seem like it's 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 coming like it just comes out of nowhere. Like, wait, that's your voice. That's where it's coming from. Yeah. And so it was. It was so funny. Um, and I'm hoping it's it comes out well. Like I don't know why I felt like if they were gonna use new directors like that, especially one directors that are very original, like you know, fresh minded like that. Yeah. That they would have them do like if he would have done, um, solo. I think solo probably would have would have been better received. I could have I'd seen that. So. I could have seen that. So like that pairing. Oh, so much Oh yeah,
0: because that's that that's actually really good. If he would have been, he would have done that. Yeah, if he would have done so that, that's that's a, like a buddy movie that yeah that it he was could do a buddy, perfectly
1: kind of like a kind of awkward comedy and like
0: awkward yes because they already have that that relationship between Han Solo and Chewy mm-hmm. was already. Like big brother, little brother, yeah. and like those roles change depending on what it is. Yeah, that
1: that that dialogue between them would have been yeah, way bromance, better. Yeah, that romance
0: that bromance would have been amazing through Oakeyhee's eyes. Yeah, And that's yeah. what I'm saying.
1: I think that that uh, he, he would have had a better hand in that movie. That would have been better received. So that's why I'm wondering if they're gonna have him helm a a side a side character movie. No, or are they it would gonna be have like him a new movie, a full.
0: Because uh, I think after this, that's it. Then now. From my understanding, is that there, any Star Wars movies moving forward are not gonna have any Skywalkers in it, mm-hmm. or maybe probably have like a slight mention, like a slight nod. So kind of like
1: um, like a um, um, a Mandalorian.
0: Yeah, like a slight, vibe to it. Yeah, like its
1: own its own intricate story based
0: in this world. Pretty much, yes. So, but I don't know if it's gonna be in the same time era, or is it gonna be in the. D- t- far-off future yeah that is non-existent but still stay with the same realm of it do you
1: think that uh Favre, uh um John Farver was because uh he obviously directed um uh, Mandal- Mandalorian yeah do you think that he it was his influence that now they're gonna look through all the Marvel directors to start directing Star Wars movies
0: they might because because I know they want to uh come invite you to produce a few of them because mm-hmm. of the success that he did with Marvel and the the new, the new look or not new look, but his his view or his vision mm-hmm. or that he had And they were like, "Oh, let's, this is a fresh pair of eyes that are coming in. That also they grew up with these movies and Star Wars and the lore and everything that came in between. What can they bring that doesn't revolve around Skywalkers? That they can have a fresh take, a fresh perspective." From a whole different angle, like the Man- Mandalorian did with, uh, with John Favreau. So, yeah, so definitely, I think they're definitely gonna look into certain, th- certain, um, mm-hmm. certain directors to, to come in from the Marvel, Marvel world to, to direct something, or probably have a couple of the writers, like if the Russo brothers come on and do a movie. Can
1: you imagine if they, that's what they do? Like, they tell them, listen, pick something from this world that you want to focus on and create a story based on like a deep
0: dive story. Yeah. Like
1: I'm guessing that's what, that's what it feels like with, uh, with, uh, Favreau is almost like, I've always been obsessed with, um, uh, the Mandalorian characters. I want to make a show based on just that. I want to make something based on just that. So imagine they they tell him the same thing and maybe he focuses on, um, the Jedi Academy or, you know, something like that. Like, he just focuses on one aspect of of that world and just focuses an entire movie series or whatever based on that.
0: Yeah. Well, talking about the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. I know they did uh uh what's his name? Uh Tamura Morrison mm-hmm. returns to Star Wars universe as Boba to play Boba Fett. Oh really? Yep, as as uh for the Mandalorian season two.
1: So is he gonna? I mean, what? Um, you know tomorrow? never Mor- Yeah, Wars no, was. I know he he was uh, he was in uh, the the Clone Wars.
0: Yeah, yeah, I so, know is. So he's gonna play Boba Fett, and
1: in... he's also Aquaman's dad.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's funny now that I remember. it, <laughs> He is so yeah. So he's coming in on board. Mm-hmm. So that's something interesting. I like that they're bringing back. His this, it, it, I like him as an actor it, itself.
1: No, he's a very very calm presence when he's in the screen. Yeah. The question I have is: Is he going to? Because was Mandalorian, did it ever determine what Mandalorian's time frame is? Because uh, obviously he's going to be a lot, he's going to be older than he was in, in Clone Wars. Yes. Um. So the question is, is he going to come, is he going to be that age or they're going to de-age him? Or is he going to come as an older version of the character or a young version of the character? I mean.
0: I'm trying to remember what time frame, I I know, i don't trying to remember what time frame does it fall in. I remember, I remember. I'm like drawing a blank with it. Mm-hmm. Let me look it up while we talk about it. Yeah.
1: So, my question is: Is he going to show his face? He
0: did already once.
1: Which obviously, from what was it, uh, from what I've heard or what I've read here and there, that he wasn't a true Mandalorian. That's why he's he he broke some of the rules. That he found Mandalorian armor or something like that. I thought it was. So that's why Boba Fett wasn't a true Mandalorian. Was that's what I believed that I would read read about. Yeah. All right. So don't get mad if I'm wrong. I'm just this is what I'm this uh, is information. Your prediction? No, not prediction, but this is what I've I've read online. So. Okay,
0: so according to... All right, so this is off of Google. So uh, according to the series creator, writer, and writer, John Farrow, the show takes place five years after the return of the Jedi. That's enough time for the powerful grip of the Empire to have faded but a quarter century before The Force Awakens, so the First Order isn't that powerful yet.
1: Okay, so this is before... Okay, so...
0: So this is after the return of the Jedi.
1: So he's still he his prime.
0: Yes, he's still, in his prime. he's still in his prime. Yeah. But this is before the first order. Okay. I mean, uh, before the 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 Force Awakens. So, yeah, so that time frame falls in between that. Almost like uh, Rogue One. Like it had like Rogue One's amazing.
1: I thought it was an interesting story, especially because obviously that's I feel like that was a detail nobody really thought about until you see a movie about it. Like, man, how did they know that like, you know, that one detail how or how did it get to the beginning of the original Star Wars where she got this information that she needs to share. Yeah. So, it, I like that. It was a kind of filling in a blank.
0: All right. So, before we end our little session, mm-hmm. uh, talking about Star Wars, and I just want to talk about one thing. One of the greatest things with Star Wars is, or movies, is that people do parodies of them. Okay. And what is the best Star Wars parody movie? Spaceballs. And... And we just recently found out that the creator of Spaceballs, mm-hmm. Jerry Seinfeld, passed away. He was no, a Be- creator. I think he was a, one of the writers. Was he? Uh, but no, not Jerry. Ben Ben Seinfeld. Well, that's his. Oh, uh, that's
1: his, his. father passed away. Yeah. yeah, he was ninety-two years old. It, yeah, he was. I thought that that was Mel Brooks. Was it Mel Brooks? I thought he was Mel Brooks.
0: That's a Mel Brooks movie. Are you was, kidding me? I thought it was, <laughs> for some reason, I don't know why.
1: Oh, I love Mel Brooks. I've, I've always followed his career. Um, uh, Spaceballs, uh, Blazing Saddles.
0: Um, I think I confused them both. That's what Men I in was. Tights. Huh? <laughs> I confused them. That's what it is. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, I, thought, he, I looked at him, I'm like, wait. No, he's, he's more infamous for the
1: role of uh, um, that TV show, uh, uh, um, Seinfeld.
0: Seinfeld and... Uh, he was the
1: father of uh, one of the main characters. And
0: then uh, King of Queens. Yeah, that's true.
1: And he was All oh, my favorite character of all... Yeah. Zoolander. <laughs> Zoolander. Oh. I don't know
0: why I looked at him and I thought Mel Brooks. Like, it, uh, sorry guys. <laughs> it was one of those days. It was one of those Mondays. I was like, damn, that sucks. But then I was like... uh, But yeah. So... No,
1: I, I honestly would have been surprised. Like, oh, maybe he was one of, one of the writers. Because I mean, obviously... I, but I know that movie was a Mel Brooks production type movie. Like those are like that's under his belt.
0: Yeah, so it
1: it was Wow, is Mel Brooks still alive? Like now I'm really curious. <laughs> now is like, Mel Brooks still alive, yeah?
0: Oh well we should find that Cause, out.
1: Cause I mean there was yo, know, this he has a list of movies I think everybody should always take a ch- take a take a uh, sit down and watch because yeah, they were amazing.
0: All right, so we'll take a quick break. Sorry about yep. that misinformation for me, guys. We'll be back with Nico Damas' movie review. Yep, yep. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Nico Domus' movie review. Yes. All right, people. So, okay, right now, there's obviously,
1: it's... There's a lot of movies out there, but obviously we were always trying to get movies that just got released, so we could kind of, kind of give you an idea whether you know whether to watch it, you know whether it's good, stuff like that. But obviously, with the halt of all these movies coming out, we decided to go backwards and start looking up other movies. So the movie review I want to talk about is a movie that came back about in 2011 or 2000. I'm not sure if it's 2010 or 11, but technically, because I honestly the reason I want to review it is because I didn't know this movie existed. Or I just basically blocked it from my memory, so uh, it's Tekken. So as you all know, the, the, the based the, off the video. Game. Yeah, based on the video game, and and I've always been one to watch all those video game adaptations because you know it's, it always has the stigma of being bad, so you always want to watch it to see how it's you know depicted. So we watch Tekken, <laughs> and um,
0: and on the best streaming service ever, <laughs> IMDb TV. <laughs>
1: So apparently the people that that is, like, <laughs> I'm waiting for Wikipedia to be have their own <laughs> network now, because I feel like all these people are coming out with their own network for like no reason. Yeah. So. But it's funny because IMBD, it's it's through I, I'm I'm watching it through my um Amazon, my Amazon, right? But it feels like Crackle. It is because I like you know even my I I don't even pay for my Hulu not to have commercials, so <laughs> it's weird to to see something that literally has these like forced commercials out of nowhere. Um, the,
0: and at the worst moments too, it's not like. This is weird. Like it's not really in the middle of a fight scene. Like you get punch and it's like it's like a, a two-minute commercial. It's like, <laughs> ah.
1: so okay, uh, just to kind of give you a quick rundown on the story. This is a post-apocalyptic world, which the funniest. To me, one of the funniest scenes that was the beginning. Was was when he decides he like he has a little extra money from something. I guess a fight that he did. Uh this, uh, this we're talking about the character. His name is Jin.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, he's a young kid, you know, living in this post-apocalyptic world, and he goes to he goes to a black market dealer to buy an orange and what looked like uh like a a, a ball of freaking coffee. Like, yeah. <laughs> like this little like little sack of like it. I swear it was I thought it was like coke like brown cocaine basically because yeah. <laughs> they were trying to charge him three hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, it was ridiculous. I was like
1: three hundred dollars for like a little ounce or something like that. I'm like, what? you, well, you want an espresso shot, bro? And I get it. They're trying to show like, <laughs> oh, this world is like so messed up that stuff like this is so oh. scarce. But it just it still comes off a little kind of silly and jokey. Be like, oh yeah, you get a little bit. He literally pulled out this little this little baggy <laughs> that I swear it almost looks like when people sell cocaine and like it's coffee. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, that they went too far. And then an orange. I'm like. Which I thought was hilarious. So, that I thought was a little ridiculous. But yeah, it's post block the world. Resources are slim. And the only thing that's going on, there's this one company named Tekken. Um, and obviously, they apparently rule the world the way they, they make it seem. Um, but they, they host an annual tournament. And all the fighters are professional fighters. But they do allow for the um, for the inclusion of a, a just an amateur. Somebody from the street. If they can beat one of their renowned fighters, they yeah. can enter into the tournament. Um, so, yeah, then Jin, that's Jin's role in it. And He's it's a a people's role. champion. People's champion. <laughs> I did feel kind of like, um, I did feel kind of weird that the person he fought was Marshall, Marshall Law. With his
0: first fight? Yeah, because that was one of my favorites. And Marshall Law is supposed to be very, like... Bruce Lee inspired. This guy wasn't even close with movements, fighting style,
1: and also size. Like size, he was a thicker guy. Like he was more.
0: It looks like it looked like he was the wish version of Bruce Lee that hasn't eat like has been eating burgers for like three months. (laughs) Like the the, like
1: the the quarantine fifteen version of like Bruce Lee right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was. I was like, that's the only reason. Okay. So just to give you a kind of breakdown of how I feel about the movie. Okay, so most, a lot of movies like this, I'm not going to say it's not bad. It, it has, it obviously is not the best, right? But here's one thing I noticed. When it comes to movies, when it comes like, being bad movies. Yeah. Um, usually they're bad because they're ambitious in what they try to achieve. And a lot of times it doesn't make sense or doesn't work, right? So, like, they try too much and it doesn't, with the budget they have or the the lack of story they have, it doesn't work. With this one, I felt it was more of the lack of oh, things that it had. Like, yeah. So yeah, the characters don't have a lot of background, like as far as aside from the main Gen character and maybe the people specifically. The run, yeah, but Hayashi and um, the father, um, they didn't really dive into anybody's background, like at all, not even a little bit. So like the characters are basically. Don't get me wrong. That's one thing I would give. I would give the best credit for. I felt like for a lot of the characters, with the exception of um um ha- or the main of uh, the, the grandfather Hashi? Version, Hayashi, yeah. or yeah, because he looked a little cartoony. But everybody for a lot of for a lot of other characters,
0: they looked kind of on point.
1: Which at uh, Jin looked like he would in the video game. Um, Eddie Gordo looked just like he would in the video game. So no, I, I
0: think Eddie Gordo was off too. Like my favorite, my, off? My, yeah, no, I two my favorite was characters was Eddie Gordo and Law, and they destroyed that character for me.
1: Really? Because I, yeah. I martial law, I thought he could have just got a skinnier guy to do it. But um well, Eddie, Gordo, Eddie Gordo,
0: he looked like super short. Oh, Eddie Gordo? Hehachi. I'm sorry, Hehachi. Yeah, He-hachi. Eddie Gordo. He
1: thought not looked short. He
0: th- I thought he was like he was supposed to be more taller. I don't know. I thought he. I did think a great I'm just job. being I'm just being real biased because they're to my favorite. It category. looked like
1: they were more focused on trying to make sure the visuals were more on yeah. point. Um, but, but the, the fighting there style, was no story. The,
0: even the fighting was a little bit wonky for me. Really?
1: Because I felt like they got, they instead of getting actors who, to play roles, I felt like they actually just got fighters to do the Yeah, it looks
0: like they did, but at the same time, it's like, uh, you know how, how is it? Uh, what was it? ankh I'm mean, going to just... Okay. And they had actual fighters and stuntmen to do the movies, but they made it look more realistic than this one, mm-hmm. even though I know it's, it's in a fake world, mm-hmm. but... It felt so choreographed that that yeah. it was like, it didn't feel like there was no uh, high adrenaline for me. I'm like, oh, it looks like, oh, they're just dancing and just making, just doing the steps. Then feeling like a threat of like, oh, if he really gets hit, he's going to yeah. fall down. But like they get hit and they just get back up or like nothing. There's no threat throughout It was weird too, the with fight the, I noticed scenes. with that,
1: is that uh, usually like when you see a movie where the hero gets beat up a lot, and then he come comes back. It's it's a struggle coming back, like it's almost like a buildup to come back. Yeah. With this one, it felt like basically the guy lost. Like I'm talking about, like he was on the floor, he's about to get, does he's lost? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, in one move, he wins, and you're like, wait a minute, where? <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't a build-up, like no, I got more of this, and I'm like, no, it was like, like no second win, like oh, like he did like this move, like it was his first move of the of the fight, and I'm like. <laughs> Those wow, orders. he had a lot of energy for somebody who got whooped. Yeah. Um, so yeah, why was, were you
0: holding that throughout the whole fight? <laughs> I think it? the
1: reason I am, um, I'm a little bit more, I, I'm, I'm a little happier with this movie, is I'm comparing it to movies like DoA. Uh, d-
0: yeah. DoA was Ooh, was that was rough. That was a was rough, rough movie,
1: of course, because I mean, aside from like the partial nudity and some of the like, cor- like the weird CGI choreographed scenes that don't exist in any world. It it was just ridiculous. It was so ridiculous that I was like I don't know, I just it, it wasn't believable. This one felt like at least it was more grounded as a fighter and stuff like that. Like so I give it that credit, but it's not the best. But I I was I was pleasantly surprised with the movie. Yeah. As far as, you know, cuz obviously right now we're we're at a low bar when it comes to especially like fighting game um fighting game uh, adaptation movies yeah it's a pretty low bar yeah like I mean I wish there was one that can say like man that would that set the precedent you know should what be. that's our journey
0: right now we're gonna to find, find that one Define find the best fighting game adaptation adaptation movie
1: yeah because we got Street Fighter which was just cartoony
0: we have like two Street Fighters Mortal Kombat Mortal we
1: got Kombat, two street Kombat. Fighters? we don't got two
0: Street Fighters yeah we, we have the regular Street Fighter with Van Damme oh. and Street Fighter Story of Chun-Li
1: Oh that's right that was a street fighter movie. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> we have two street fighter and, and feel, this is but this has to be I a great it. adaptation live action cuz some other animated street fighter movies No but that's is that's legit.
1: The same thing with DC. DC I swear I can I can swear by almost every DC animated movie that's going to be good. I always I've always enjoyed every one of the stories are just and they're not just cartoon movies. They're like the adult movies, like yeah. the stuff that happens in those movies, is adult themed like, like
0: themed and story yeah, it's, it's, and character it's drama and
1: development and stuff like that, and the
0: and the action scenes. And, and It's and weird how those
1: movies. It's almost like
0: it's hard to adapt it. Why well, can't you just adapt it directly? How it is? Just like it that. like
1: that. you see that right there. Filming just like that. that
0: just put scene real, by scene.
1: Just with people. Do real that. People. <laughs> how hard is that? It's right there, man. <laughs> you have a perfect roadmap to just follow. Follow that. Yeah. No, they won't do it.
0: No, they won't. So they need to have a little something, some type of element in every movie. But yeah. So how many Nickies on this one? Two and a half. Ooh, you're right with me on that one. Yeah, because I I hey, liked it,
1: was- it. I'm generous with it, but I'm I'm holding it account to other street uh, other fighting game ad- live action adaptations. So I think this is one of the better ones. Um, as far as like the way the characters looked and the fighting scenes, yeah. But it's still you know like you compare it to Bloodsport or something like that. No, it was a, no. Yeah, because
0: Bloodsport doesn't have. No, uh, it doesn't. But I'm saying is that's a good
1: yeah. combat fighting Movies movie. Like yeah. A
0: tournament style yeah, tournament style. tournament style with movie. With different style.
1: Actually, I think that was so good as as far as a tournament style movie that I am shocked, shocked that they never made that into. Which I think people have told me that that's originally where Street Fighter came from. But I am shocked that it was never made into a video game.
0: It was afterwards. You think so? No, that's I think it came out as a video game. Afterwards. Like this a was, good video game? No, not a good video I didn't say a good video <laughs> game. It was like a <laughs> video game, not a good video game. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. so one thing, which usually in our section right now after this. Oh, I said, oh, what did I get? A three, nick- two and a half Nicky's. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just backtracking. But let me just get into our next section. What we normally do is we talk about events that are coming in and around Central Florida. Yeah, yeah. But because nothing is coming on this week or even the next few weeks, mm-hmm. uh, there's some things I do want to mention yeah. regarding events is that uh, there have been a lot of pop-up virtual cons. Mm-hmm. And one con that is huge and anonymous synonymous for the grand poobah of all cons is San Diego Comic-Con. Okay. And they just announced that they're going to do at-home virtual con
1: this year. Okay. Now, you have to explain yourself to what that means.
0: So, virtual cons, what they normally do, I, I, was, I was watching one a few weeks ago, is that they'll have panels come up and, like, how they do, they'll just be from their home. Yeah. And they'll just have, like, panels from actors from certain movies that are coming out. And they'll just have a host and they'll ask Q&As. And they have a chat open for people to ask questions. So it'll be a, like a live stream of a whole panel about certain movies or TV shows. And then they have the option that they'll have vendors sell some of their stuff in their on their site while it's active. So there'll be vendors active there. So it's I don't know if, if it's going to cost anything. I think it might be. Because there, there's a few that are most of the ones that I've seen are free. And there's some that are coming up that are, you get like pay 150 bucks to get access to this con, which you'll be able to access the room, the part like a Zoom chat, and you'll be able to ask questions and do a QA mm-hmm. and everything else. So I think it's interesting because then you won't be limited to one room. I mm-hmm. think you'll be able to go to either chat to go. But I don't know. I, I, I like that because. People that are unable to fly into San Diego or even get a ticket mm-hmm. because it's so hard to get a ticket just as a just as a spectator because they go through like a lottery system. That now you have the ability to just watch it from home and appreciate any information being uh, being given to you through the first source of. I don't the know what the
1: security is going to be like because you know obviously when you're there you're not allowed to bring your cell phone. So now people are watching from home. It's like it's. There's no way not to be able to leak. Oh, it.
0: No, it's gonna be like people ch- like turn in and then do like a watch party on Facebook, so people people <laughs> go watch it with them. Um, you
1: know, I'm really surprised that they haven't even. I'm surprised they haven't even adapted, let's say, like a a sim game or any other game to to have environmental walkthroughs, like for stuff like that. Because imagine if they did like a Comic Con, like where let's say they adapted whatever uh, World of Warcraft. To uh, uh, like, a, now I'm not saying that it has to be medieval, but like a character based game where you can walk around this particular world. So they build that kind of worlds, like it's a, it, and you go up to a, an area and then you get to see everything they sell, like, like so go, it's super interactive.
0: So, yeah, so it's like, I'm Sims, surprised they have like nobody, Sims, but yeah. like if you go to the booth and you click on the booth, you actually go into their website or at, or you just or see opens the things up and, that they have for yeah, sure, like,
1: or like you see their booth or whatever, but just something where people literally just walk through it. Uh, Yeah, and like people, and they they all the all the vendors have to do is make sure that their avatar of the walkthrough, like their avatar of the booth that they would have, is appealing, so that that way people walking through it, like you literally could walk through around people, whatever. But make sure that that like I don't know, I'm just surprised there has not been any kind of. You would think after what is a month and a half, somebody would have tried to, with would have made something where people can adapt the world to this.
0: It, I, I, it could possibly be it. I just think that uh, everybody's just waiting to get back to normal. Everybody's waiting for because they know like, this is the new norm. But for how long? Because everybody wants to go back to the the old normal, how everything used to be. I think, so, but I think
1: that the want for that is the reason that we end up um, where we're at. Like yeah. that's that's the only problem. Actually, you have is that if people were try to adapt, then we would find not necessarily a new norm, but a way to adapt to it so that we you know we can give it give everything time to adjust. But everybody trying to go back to the old norm is m- maybe the reason why we get stuck longer.
0: Yeah. But with that is other than um San Diego Comic-Con is mm-hmm. that we have our own uh con which is MegaCon. Yeah. And it was actually if I'm not mistaken it was supposed to be going on this weekend mm-hmm. this coming weekend so Yeah, with, the 12th. Yeah. It was this weekend that it was going around. So yeah, the one that passed
1: at, or the one that, that will be passing next week? Yeah.
0: So what's funny is uh, there was people that, there was one uh, on Instagram, or no, on TikTok. Or it was on Instagram, but they put it as a TikTok video. Mm-hmm. Is that this mom, she set up her, her living room as a Megacon. So she had like aisles. <laughs> so she could have the Megacon experience, but not going to Megacon. Yeah. So MegaCon was like, oh, that's awesome that that she, it was her first MegaCon that she'd been wanting to go to. Mm-hmm. So she had like she was she was in her cosplay outfit and mm-hmm. everything. So she had like little vendors, like tables, dining room tables, which is awesome. But what they're doing is that they're doing a Halloween. I don't know if it's Halloween themed, but is it around the week of October? Not during Halloween. I think it's the first or second week of October. Mm-hmm that they're doing a limited edition. They call it a limited edition because they're only allowing about 25,000 people Mm -hmm. to attend. Hopefully, by that point, uh, social distancing would be more More broad. Yeah, more relaxed, more broad of, like, you could have more people around you. Mm -hmm. So I know that people that bought tickets now are able to possibly enter to get a chance to get a ticket to this event. Plus, that ticket they bought for this year will transfer to... Following year's ticket, so so at least people that wanted to go to here they don't lose the opportunity to go on a physical con. So that's interesting, which I like that they're doing. So, but I I don't know, maybe this will be a test to them to be like, hey, if the small one does good, maybe we could do two a year, something major and something smaller for for more of a niche niche mm-hmm. community that they could focus in more.
1: You know, so funny because it's like we're still doing this. And, quote you know, hear me now, quote me later. What would be interesting is if you take, let's say, the technology people use for, like, to map out uh, houses. Uh-huh. Like, you know, when you do, like, a, th- a 3D tour of a house. Yeah. That, since there's a limited amount of people that can go through that, that somebody decides to take that technology with them and goes through the entire, um, like, venue with that. Like a, like, like a that. Google Maps? <laughs> like, well, no. Like, like when you do virtual things of, like, yeah, yeah Google Maps is one one example. He does entire, you know, event that way and they post it on a website so that people that can't that couldn't get their tickets actually get to get to go where like enjoy it.
0: Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. But it would be like a live stream thing than anything. Of course. But yeah, that'll be interesting. So that's the only two events that are kind of happening in and around here or in the near future. But as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can always find us on our social media. Uh, channels, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Nerds in the City. Uh, and as always, guys, tell a nerd, send a nerd, bring a nerd. All right, guys, have a great week. Good night. Good night.